welcome my friend to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of myvirtualchangemanager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences interview some fantastic people and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez and I'm glad you're joining me today. I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawa land today and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited um, about recording this episode because it's all about the basics. So it's taking you back to the beginning and hopefully making change management somewhat tangible for you because you might, might have, if you've listened to some of the other episodes in my podcast, but uh, might realize that many people actually don't know about change management. And most of the time, too, when I meet uh, practitioners who might have other specialist skills, such as HR or other disciplines, IT, and they say, it's okay, I know change management, I've got my ProSci, or I've got this XYZ, and they're like, I know it, you don't need to tell me about it. And, uh, and it makes me chuckle because oftentimes we all have different definitions going on in our minds around what change management is. So I'm going to take you through my definition, make it as simple as possible, take you through some of the basic concepts that will help you understand what change management is. Now, I think the best starting point was we put together on our website a real world, what I call real world definition not an Oxford Dictionary definition, but a real-world definition of what change management is. And I'm just going to read it out for you um, because it does cover some of the key aspects. So we say that change management is the planning and implementation of a series of tactical activities that support individuals, teams, leaders, and or customers to move from a current way of doing things to a new way of doing things. The goal is to generate effective and full adoption of the new way of working in the shortest possible period of time. And that really is the crux of it. Seeing how you can move individuals, teams, customers from old to new as fast as possible, but also with the best user experience possible and the best change experience possible. And of course, when we talk about a series of tactical activities, we're talking about whether it be processes, system changes, capability uplift, changes to job roles. These are the things that we look at when we look at uh, tactical activities to support that journey. Now, it is important to emphasize that change as tacky or as trivial as it sounds is a journey. 
it doesn't happen all at once. It's not like on day one of go live, all of a sudden on day two of go live, everything's done. You can wipe your hands. You can say, yep, thanks very much. Let's move on. That's not how change works. So it's an overtime proposition. And in the pro side world, they talk about transitional, the transitional phase. What I talk about is embedding. So we have your go live, then you reinforce and embed the change for the people, the customers. And then you move to your future state, which soon becomes a current state of which no doubt there'll be future change to that state as well. So it is a perpetual cycle. And now change management is the plan. So it's how do you put together your plan? Uh, Working with the business, working with impacted stakeholders to move people from out of their comfort zone back into their comfort zone. So as change happens, we all know, even on our day-to-day experience of life, you move out of your comfort zone when change occurs. Even if it's a positive change, you still might be a bit in the unknown and it's all about getting you back to a place of comfort. And thus, you know, a few of the disciplines around behavioral change, nudge theory, a few other things that help um, are aspects that you learn about and models that you learn about so that you can have a more robust change plan put together. And so the change plan is a bridge. It creates the bridge from the current state to the future state. It's not a permanent bridge. It doesn't stay there. It's not static. It dissolves over time because as you move to your future state, you no longer need that bridge. And it's all about reinforcing and then moving forward. The key components to a change plan, let's talk about that. So the impact assessment, I talk about being the engine room. It is actually something that oftentimes you will never see as a stakeholder. If you're a change person, you'll do this impact assessment. You'll test it with those impacted stakeholders so that you're not underestimating or overestimating the change. And then as your understanding of the change grows, your change plan grows, and you will then execute it obviously prior to go live as well as then in the embedment phase. Another key element is the stakeholder analysis piece. Very, very critical to know who your stakeholders are, ensure that they are involved in the change, your sponsor mapping, who's going to be the voice of the change. And of course, all of the different change activities, which may mean a training plan, it may mean operating model design, it may mean more elements that you need to incorporate into your change plan. And then you've got your basics of communication, briefings, walkthroughs, showcases, a whole range of things that you can utilize. They all get brought together in an actionable change plan. I'm going to now jump into what I call the change diamond, which is all about the four aspects of change. And Typically, people will talk about the concept of project management, change management, and leadership or sponsorship. However, over time, what I've realized is that that's not enough. To ensure that change is successful, the other edge to this diamond that needs to be incorporated is actually all about design and how the design phase is conducted as part of the change plan. Shout out to my CX colleagues, my customer experience colleagues, or those who are involved in human-centered design, because it they, they fight a very similar battle <laughs> as, to, as to the change people um, around having a, a not often well-understood um, service to be provided, to be incorporated into 
organizations, those that are more customer centric, human centered design is second nature. And for those who aren't customer centric, organizations really struggle to embrace it as a mandatory discipline really. Uh, at the front end when looking at problem solving, policy, design, etc, etc. So integrating that into the change diamond was really critical when looking at what are the aspects of change that are going to have something um, achieve its return on investment or achieve its outcome for the customer. And certainly the design element is that linchpin. So I'm going to go to walk through each of those four elements. Okay, and I call it the, the diamond of change effectiveness because it's kind of cool to say that, it sounds great. Um, but also because it builds upon some foundational concepts that really do matter when it comes to the way in which change is rolled out. Now, design is one of the points of the diamond. So at the center, we're talking about outcomes. Now you can go to um, www.myvirtualchangemanager.com and you'll see their blog post around the diamond of program change effectiveness. And in the podcast description for this episode, I will link you through to it. So you will see that when it comes to the design, we talk about customer experience mapping, we talk about co-design, and it really is critical. It shouldn't be something that's notional when it comes to change. At the front end, you're looking at problems, problem solving, you're looking at options available. And when looking at what the solutions could possibly be, more and more organizations are realizing that actually all you need to do is facilitate a process with customer representation and that most customers actually know what they want. Uh, it's just that organizations feel like they know better. So very much the design aspect is really critical. And how many times have you actually experienced it in an IT system build where no one has spoken to the end user? The build is happening and during testing, uh, the steps just don't make sense and it doesn't fit within a business construct. And that happens so many times and can be avoided. And it really does impact the ability of the change person to actually put together a sensical change plan when actually the product itself is part of the problem. So in the design phase, it's also important to outline evaluation. What does success look like? How are you going to measure it? Um, insofar as program design, but also delivery of the solution. Then obviously you have change management. Now it's very important. Change management looks at the impacts. It does planning. It looks at readiness before go lives to make sure that the end users are up to speed. Customers are up to speed. Everyone's aware of the change. Everyone's at that point of possibly a bit of nervousness, but everyone's ready to take that next step. Capability has been improved in readiness for the go live. And then of course, the um, ever important lessons that will need to be learned, um, that making sure that there are structures in place to capture those post go live. Project management, I've also put it up there as another counter discipline. Um, the project managers, shout out to you if you're a project manager. And essentially what you're looking obviously is the time, cost, the schedule, the scope, and making sure that benefits are going to be realized through that process, which is really, really important. And then leadership, and not just a change sponsor as such, but active sponsorship across the board, if it's a large scale change, the ongoing commitment and making sure that 
the change is always aligned to its purpose and always aligned strategically to where the organisation is going to head. And of course, leadership is also change risk management. So making sure that those risks that are outside of the control of the program teams or those who are managing the change, that the leaders are all over it, making sure they're keeping the team informed and managing it at a senior level. So there are four different aspects. If you actually focus on ensuring that each of those tips of the diamond are sharp, then you will no doubt achieve outcomes, positive outcomes on target, on time, and certainly look at making sure that the quality is delivered because that's what it's all about. It's not just about getting it done. So the change diamond, important to know, change planning, important to be done, and whether or not it's been business as usual, so whether it's a continuous improvement type of change model that you have in your organization, or if it's primarily through program delivery that you're actually enacting change, it doesn't matter. It's actually about making sure that the different uh, aspects of change are addressed and strengthened, and that you're considering those diamond aspects to make sure that you're delivering quality every time. So I hope that that helps enlighten you about change management. It's a new discipline in organizations. It's not very well understood. It's far more than just communication. And it is really important to talk about that because oftentimes people will be like, okay, let's just communicate. Communicate and let people know. Well, most change nowadays because of how busy we are, how busy business as usual, even if that does exist, I think it's always business as unusual all the time, the amount of change happening in organizations, but certainly that it's important that you understand that it's more than just communication. It's more than just having a training plan. It's the encompassing of all of the different aspects of change. It is the ensuring that you have actually addressed all the different aspects that need to change as part of the change itself. And when looking at the speed, and I will address this a little bit, touch on it briefly before we close, but just about agile versus waterfall versus, you know, a Prince2 methodology or whether PMBOK or what type of project methodology organizations have, change is adaptable. It's a cog in a wheel and it does, there are different sizes of change capability that you need in organizations. There's different ways in which you can drop elements of change into an organization. And so it really does depend on the organization, its culture, and so many different aspects as to the type of change approach that you would take. But jump onto the website, myvirtualchangemanager.com, and I really encourage you to go through and have a look at some of the other blog posts that we've talked about some of the other podcast episodes to really get a flavor of the different approaches and different tools and methods that you could possibly leverage. And also we have simplified some of taking the best out of a lot of the models and put them together as packages that you can consider for your own organization. So I am hoping that the definition is a little bit clearer. It has helped you that next time you think about change, you're thinking about This is about making sure that people are going to adopt what it is that we're building. And we also need to consider how we're designing that to make sure that the outcomes are going to be achieved 
And just remember that your change person, if you have a change person working for your organization, is that they are there to ensure that the outcome is achieved and adoption is as fast as possible, but they can't do it alone. They're not an island. They work within your organization. They work with the key stakeholders. They work with the people. They work with the experts to make sure that there is a robust plan that can be that bridge from your current state to your future state and deliver what your organization needs. So short, sharp episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't hesitate to leave a review or to pass this podcast on to your friends, family, anyone who works in this field who may benefit from hearing more about change management. And I hope that you tune in again for the next episode. And remember that change matters because your people matter. Have a great day.